is Lairu here. Hi guys, Mazan here and welcome to this week's episode of ReaderPod. So, uh, Uber recently introduced what they call Uber Intercity. Well, technically it's not introduced per se, rather than an evolution. Thing is, Uber Intercity was there before. It was? Yeah, well the thing was that it was only literally Intercity between Colombo and everything between Gaul. Okay, so how is it different now? Now it's between Colombo and everywhere else in the country. So you can take an Uber from Colombo to Trincomalee to Kandy to Jaffna, which is quite expensive, mind you. Pikmi actually, they already had something similar for some time, right? Yeah, so Pikmi has these things called tour packages. You can actually yes. find it on their website. And it's when you look at the value proposition, like Pikmi is a bit better. So if you take Uber, like all the quotes they give, like it's a lot cheaper, but it's one way. Whereas Pikmi, you go, you might be slightly higher, but okay. you get a return trip with that Pikmi. Right. Now then again, uh, personally for me, I don't see myself ever using a service like this. If you look at it, like if you want to, if you want to travel out of Colombo, if you want to you know, go some go somewhere like Kandy or down south or whatever. It, would it actually make sense to actually, you know use the public transport? You know, in some instances, that's actually more rewarding than you know maybe t- taking a taxi or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Obviously, these prices are crazy high compared to what we get with public transportation. But thing is, dude, I don't think they're really aiming at the local market. This is probably more aimed at tourists. Who feel more secure? I mean, you take Uber; it's a well-recognized brand all across the world. So it's like a random tourist who's very new to the country. He might, obviously, he's paying a ridiculous amount, but they, he might feel more secure, so he might take it. I mean, similarly, Pick Me it's like a well-known local brand, so obviously for tourists they feel okay, it's more comfortable, so I might as well take it. Sure, whoever takes the public transportation is easily getting the best deal out there. But for those who want it, it's there. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Speaking about Pikmi, they actually got a new investment on. Oh yeah, two point five million, right? Dollars. Dollars. Yes, dollars. I'm picturing so many savans right now. Yeah, you you're not getting any savans. <laughs> <laughs> You, this is probably cruel and inhuman treatment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so for those of you who don't know, um, the IFC, which is the International Finance Corporation, uh, I think it's about a month back. Actually, no, it was a, a, about two months back. The IFC actually announced that they'll be looking at investing at PICME. Uh, well, it was just an announcement at the time, so it was speculated that the company will be investing somewhere around three to four million US dollars at the time. But they recently only announced that the deal was confirmed and that they yes. would be investing two point five million in Pikmi. Now, yeah. according to Pikmi, they will be using that to expand into new cities and diversify their operations. And yes. Interestingly, we got to know, I believe, that one of the what they mean by diversifying is that they might be looking at things like food delivery yeah yeah i think they're already looking into that although we haven't seen much of that in the news 
the only news of that we've seen is uh, when pitme announced that they've accumulated 1 billion in uh, accumulated funding this particular 1 billion fund in funding uh, majority of that funding was actually meant for uh, the food delivery side of things we don't know whether they'll actually be going forward with this or if there's anything to expect in the near future but then again with this 2.5 million dollar investment i'm guessing all of those will be pushed fast i guess yeah so it's like now not likely of course we'll also see pickmies in more cities outside the colombo region and beyond so currently of course they are active in colombo and candy but yeah, hopefully and in kalthara as well and kalthara so uh, hopefully this means you know we'll see more pickmies around across the country or at least during rush hour amen to that yeah so fingers crossed i guess Well, we finally gave an obituary to net neutrality this week. Oh yeah, that too. Um, okay, one question. Aren't we a tad bit late on the party? Oh, we are late. We are ridiculously late. Yeah. Like, the body's been rotting in the funeral parlor for years now. And yeah, we, fi- we had to give that obituary at some point, but we finally got down to it. But for those of you who don't know, net neutrality is the concept that... all traffic on the internet be treated fairly and equally in other words that means your internet service provider cannot charge you or slow down your internet connection or block you from visiting a certain website just because they want to now net neutrality of course has been under attack in the US where the current FCC chairman Ajit Pai who is known by some as the most hated man on the internet has consistently wanted to repeal net neutrality ever since he took office now of course we've been like very focused on that part of the debate but we ignored pretty much what's happening here in sri lanka which is that net neutrality died a long 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 time ago now the latest example was airtel which made daily mirror free to access but if you take a look back at our history you can we ourselves like saw that back in 2013 dialog actually ended a partnership with google to offer free access to google search gmail and another service of theirs and additionally they did the same for wikipedia as well now at the time i have to admit we ourselves thought you know that it was not the greatest things but it was something handy and we totally didn't see that okay this is a definite violation of net neutrality Yeah, because that's a funny thing. Like now, nowadays you see more people aware about these sort of stuff. But back then, I don't think most of us would have actually even noticed, you know, this sort of thing. Okay, this is you know, considered this is wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, like even even back then and even today, there's no difference. I mean, you take a look at the whole thing that happened with Airtel and Daily Mirror, and yes. also just to add, it wasn't just Daily Mirror; it was also. a few then a few other papers by vijay newspapers so there were about three newspapers and all of them are free to access on airtel now even this one just like with the what happened with dialog back in 2013 mind you like nobody's said anything i mean we just accepted it it all just happened like oh okay guys you know what they'll make us free to access on airtel and yeah that was it like there was no uproar or anything about yeah. it i mean thing is of course end of the day we in sri lanka like a free lunch mm, yeah for too many things 
Yeah, well, the problem is there's no such thing as free lunch. Exactly. Even now, we still don't see so many people as enraged as they should be. Exactly. I, I mean, like that—that's what terrifies me. Because I mean, you let net neutrality die. I mean, at first glance, it's just gonna be you know all these services becoming free. But then later on, it's gonna be stuff that you know the telcos personally see themselves making money off. I mean, like with Dialog and iFix. When iFix came to the country last year, Dialog just gave away a whole year's subscription free. Sure, technically you still had to pay for the data, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you were, you and I were going to start a streaming service, we'd have to think about okay, iFlix is free for everybody on Dialog. How do we deal with this? And it's like an unfair advantage that just screws the entire market upside down. And I mean, that's just how it starts off. But then, of course, you have things like Daily Mirror and the newspapers, which where we get information from and. You take away net neutrality, it leads to information control. And Sri Lanka is not a country that's famously known for media freedom. We saw this with the previous regime, and we are seeing it with this regime, where we have a president that constantly throws a tantrum about being criticized on social media when he should have known this would happen in the first place when he ran for the job. And into that, anybody. If- Anybody ever complains about the man? You know what's gonna happen next? Uh, let's see. First off, is he going to send the TRC on them if it's a media outlet? Is he going to ask the TRC to block them, or is he just gonna go and give a speech saying that you know I'm the biggest victim of social media mudslinging? Just for the record, all three of these have happened. Yeah, and. Pretty recently, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know what I find ironic? The, like, the prime minister has actually su- come out in support of net neutrality. I I don't understand that. I don't either. But you have the prime minister. Like last year at a cybersecurity conference in New Delhi, where he said, you know, net neutrality is important and it gives a voice to the marginalized communities whose stories don't really get heard. And Yeah, that is. I think that's our government in a nutshell. I mean, this is pretty much every issue we have. We have one fellow contradicting the other, and then nothing gets done. Business as usual for Sri Lanka. As they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Okay, I'll ask you this. So, what can we do about this? Is there anything we can do about this? Well, for starters, we should be enraged. Like we should be raging against, you know, Airtel and you know, which air newspapers. We should be raging against dialogue because they're still continuing this iFlix offer thing with offering it from twelve to two months now. I mean, yeah, I know, like iFlix. To be honest, though. Yeah, I mean, you might not like it, but let's just think about it. I mean, let's say you want to start a streaming service to replace iFlix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's quite true. It, it's there. It's literally right out there. Like, I mean, we should be raging about this, but nobody is. And that's how we start off. Like we needed, like you know, we should be raging about this. Just like how you know what happened when the DRC shut down with TNL, like the TNL's transmission center to be precise. Like everybody was enraged, and we all knew, okay, we need to keep an eye on this, or we might lose media freedom. That's how we tell you know everybody in power. Hello, you want our votes? This is what you need to do. Like actually, you know. Contribute to making the country a better place. Like, think about the serious issues we have. Thank you. 
can i guess we can just only hope things will get better but i don't see that happening anytime soon no like i said i mean at this point you know unless things drastically change and we have a law that you know like enshrines net neutrality and protects it nothing's going to change but of course we do have more serious issues when it comes to legislation regarding technology these days we need data privacy legislation we need legislation to actually protect victims of cyber abuse and so much more but yeah it's like yeah. nothing we need to start now on at least some of these issues or nothing's ever going to get done period uh yeah so that's pretty much it what we have for this week um yeah most of our discussion actually did uh, revolve around net neutrality uh for those of you if, in case if anybody is still a bit clueless on the whole subject uh, we have an article we we wrote uh, a couple of days back uh, do check it out and yeah so i guess we'll talk to you guys on the next one see you then